Welcome to Monday Matinee on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Hi there and welcome to the Sonic Society episode 475. I'm your host Jack Ward. David Alt has been worked thoroughly to the bone and we're pretty much got the studio all sorted out here in our new home on Broadway Street. Boxes are all unpacked and the office and studio are nicely surrounded with books in their shelves. It feels really good to be relaxing in the new digs. And first off in the newly settled aforementioned digs tonight we have a trilogy of shorts including Larceny, Deathbed Confessions, and an episode of Gallow Tree. Our first show this evening comes from Tyler Polk, who won the Intercollegiate Broadcasting Systems College Radio Awards with his show, Larceny. Our second feature may sound familiar because it is. It's none other than my deadline short, reproduced by Eric Hermanson at Sea Space Labs. Enjoy this alternate take on the show. And our third episode comes to us from David Alt, who found this little gem, Gallow Tree Radio, episode 2.3, Stop Arcing About. So without further ado, let's listen to all three of them right here on the Sonic Society. Are you sure you can trust this hire cat? Babe, he may be a rookie to big jobs like this, but he's one of the best street car racers in the city, and he's known all the spots in town. What's your name, kid? My name is Landon Andrews. I'm known around here as L.A. Ah, come on, Eric. Why don't you let me drive? I can drive circles around these scrubs. Maria, tell them how about that one time when I smoked that one kill in a quarter mile. That's strange, because I remember you not shifting fast enough, blowing your engine, and you got smoked out by a 16-year-old. <laughs> I'd tell you a real story about your driving. Remember that race in the Nevada desert between you and me? You had the car doing so many flips, you would have won a gold medal in the 2012 Olympics, shawty. Ah, whatever, man. That was that one time I messed up. You ain't never seen the skills of Tony Williams. Yeah, those skills must be legendary. Who was your teacher? Stevie Wonder? What did you say, punk? <laughs> you have no idea, man. None. All right, that's enough chit-chat. We're here, and we're going over the plan one more time to make sure we get out of this bank as cleanly as possible. Eric, you made this plan, so explain it. Thanks, girl. Okay, guys, listen up. Me, Maria, and Tony are going inside. Maria, you're handling the manager, so get to the safe immediately. While Tony and I, we're on crowd control. And Landon, you're the getaway driver, so I need you to circle around the block till we got this bank, all right? Sure about this, man? I mean, there's traffic problems in this area, and the cops have a quick response time around here. If something happens and I'm not right near you guys, you're screwed. No worries, bruh. This is standard operating procedure with this job. Remember, as long as you don't drive as slow as you look, we won't die or get arrested. We can get this come up, so get this stuff and scrub. Ha! <laughs> well, if your shooting skills are the same as your driving skills, this won't be standard operating procedure for you. Good luck, Crash Bandicoot. Hope you know how to wave a gun. Alright, everybody, come on, game time. Mask on, nice and easy, like we planned, so we can get this money. From here on out, initials only. Give up the money. This is a raid. Hands up. And if I were you, I'd leave the panic button alone. No funny business, all right? Everyone get up against the wall now. And T, 
make sure none of these people even think about moving and keep their hands up. Roger that. You heard the man. Put your hands up and don't move or you're dead. Come on, M. The safe is upstairs, but security might know what's up. Hands up and don't move. Got it. Crap. Looks like the bank manager hired a security team. That wasn't in the plan. You know who you are, Eric Rice and Maria Harrison. We can do this peacefully or we can blow your heads off. We're getting that reward for your capture. I like to see you try, Rent-A-Cops. We're not rent cops we're private military. I'm pinned down! I guess when there are rumors of America's most wanted painted visit, it's recommended to hire some guns, huh? Don't shoot, please! So you knew he was coming. Huh, Bob? Little prick. They knew about you. I didn't know anything. Whatever, man. We don't care if you knew we was coming. But we do know you just changed that safer for preparation. What? Stop screwing around and lead us to the vault, you pansy. Okay, then. Jeez. Just, just don't hurt me. Okay, here's the vault. Good, you have five minutes to open up this vault or you'll be eating food from a straw when I'm done with you. There, all done. Good dog. Yeah? Now lay down. Hey, yo, T. Everything Wait, still no. good? I know you holding your own, boy. We still frosty? Yeah, we're ice cold down here, man. Good, we almost got the money. You there. Don't you even think about touching that alarm, or you're good as dead. I warned you, idiot. All right, come on, everybody. We're done. We're done. Come on, we're done here. We'll take the side door. Me and Tony will clear out ahead. Eric, watch our backs. Eric, shoot that camera up ahead. There's the rook up ahead. Come on. The police even know I'm the driver. Who tried to screw us? Maria. Baby, what are you doing? Sorry, baby. Just business. Mind if I lock this door, Doc? I mean, I know you close it every session, but... I just feel especially vulnerable right now. Hmm. Thanks. I really appreciate it. Okay, let me get comfortable, because I think I've had a breakthrough. It all started with the last session. You were asking me some penetrating questions. Do you remember? Hmm. I remember. I remember it was to do with my job. At first, I told you about working at the reclamation plant. Seven years there. And I've just never felt right. No, I haven't quit. I don't think I have to now. I was just so nervous and I didn't know what I'd do, but... Sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself.
So I left our session last time. I was still mourning my girlfriend. I see that now. I mean, I know we were totally broken up, and I know it's not my fault. I can take responsibility for things that aren't my fault now, thanks to you, Doc. I went home, put on some of her favorite chick movies. Why is it that a girlfriend will leave her favorite DVDs but won't leave her toothbrush? It's like stories are more intimate. What do you think, Doc? Okay, okay, I know the drill. I'm supposed to just talk this out. So I'm watching the cutting edge, and trust me, the irony wasn't lost. Maybe that's why I was crying so hard. Hmm. I just lay there holding myself on our foam futon in my piece of crap apartment, you know? I've described it before, whistling kitchen window and the gentle pitter-patter of rodentia across the matic tack floors. And it all reminds me of when I'm a kid. That's when I remembered what you told me to do. You told me to take a moment and think. That's what I did. I thought. You said last session, and I remember this so clearly, you said, Brian, what is it about your girlfriend, about all women that remind you of your dad? Mm. You're a smart man, Doc. The smartest. I think that's why I came to you in the first place. I remember thinking, if anyone can figure me out, it's Dr. Feynman. That was the first session. I'm pretty observant. I watch people, their body language, smiles, the way they talk to people. But I could never figure out what my dad thought. I never could figure out what he meant when he said things. Ain't that strange? He worked all day down in the garage beneath our house. A simple guy, and yet he played his cards close to his chest. He played poker. Maybe that's how he learned it. You know how to play poker, Doc? Mm. No, don't answer that. I know, I'm on a roll. I don't want to stop, and I've only got a couple of minutes before I gotta go. Poker. I never played poker. But my dad, he played it every Saturday night. Right there in the garage. Living above it, we heard everything. Above the pits, and the grease, and the roaring engines that tried to drown out anything. Anything. So... I'm thinking about what you said. Because I know you do research piecing stuff together. I'm guessing it was the eyes. Was it the eyes? I mean, that's why I saw you scribbling on your notebook when I talked to you about my dad's eyes. <laughs> and so it goes. And so it goes. I remember when I took her to where I worked. It was there. Just like I told you. All there in the eyes. And I knew. I guess I didn't really know, but I always knew at the same time. Different levels. It's all different levels, you know? It wasn't so much what she said. It was there in her eyes. Just like Dad. You know that when they found all the girls buried in the garage, Mom and I had already left him. 
I never saw him after they took him away. The mechanic monster. That's what they dubbed him. Journalists are in love with alliteration, aren't they? I like puns better. What do you think of blindsided? Like father, like son. But I don't have the hands of my father. He was an artist. They're still trying to match the parts with the owner. Custom jobs. Each and every one. I just removed the eyes. But I'm almost there, Doc. One more to catch up with his record. Maybe now he'll respect me. Not that anyone knows. Until now. I put them all in the waste pits at work. Doesn't take long for the rot to get rid of them. I keep the eyes, of course. They look different now in jars, you see? Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Bad joke. I hope the ropes weren't too tight. The gag was kind of necessary. I know. I know. Your receptionist won't be talking either. I never liked the way she looked at me. Okay. I've got to run now. I know this was your last session, and you're about to become famous. I just wish you were still here to appreciate it. It's amazing how much blood you can lose with your eyes removed, isn't it? Oh, well. Most of therapy is talking to yourself. I'm glad we kept this session off the books. Sure, I'll be questioned, but you've got quite the caseload. I don't think anyone else will figure it out. And if they do, I'll keep an eye on them. Thanks, Doc. I'll lock the door on the way out. So late in the day, walk-ins can be so... complicated. I think I'm ready, though, you know? Ready to try again. There's some girl out there. Someone with eyes only for me. See you later. around by Max Black and Adam Ardbach Music by Purple Planet Sound effects by freesound.org Copyright Gallantry Productions 2015
previously on Gallatry. My name's Hit. Jagger. Private Eye. Get off! Get away! Leave us alone! Lick your own car, you bloody doggers! Colorado Sway is dead. Oh, hello, sir. Welcome to Gallatry Shoes. Our motto is, everyone needs splendid shoes. What did you have in mind? The boots? Splendid. What size, sir? Eleven? Size eleven in these, yes, sis! There's a nice fit, eh? You certainly are making a statement with theirs, good for any demonstrations or protest rallies. You will felt the bill, sir. Splendid. Are you not sure, sir? I know I've seen this before. You've got a bit of APD, that's all. APD? Anarchist purchase dilemma. You look down on your purchase and see murder, slavery and theft. You're concerned that your new boots have caused a young kid in a far eastern country to willingly leave the freedom of his impoverished life in a paddy field and seek work in the city. He gets a job in a factory making your boots for a large corporation that pays him a dollar a day. A willing wage slave. Better a dollar than no dollar. So you have made his journey between rice to dollars. Paddy fields to the city. Your boots for his freedom. You've murdered him. You have stolen his freedom to make your fashion statement. Uh, but worry not. I have a solution. Imagine that you are on your protest march and you look down at your splendid new boots. But look beyond your new purchase. What do you see? The gallantry pavement beneath your feet. Who owns that, eh? The corporations? The council? The man? How did they get it? It was invaded, purloined, written down as taught, exploited, inherited, sold, misappropriated, mismanaged, contaminated, and annexed. The Romans, the Normans, the Danes, the Roundheads, the East India Company, the National Socialists. It's an endless and virtuous cycle like a sick comedy. But you can make amends here. Is this comedy going to be carry on protesting or carry on goose-stepping? After all, they are only shoes. Splendid, splendid, excellent choice, sir. Bag him up, useless! Goodbye, sir. Remember our motto. Everyone needs splendid shoes. Well, except the kid in the paddy field. Splendid! Morning. Hang on there, Chief. It's procedure. You know the drill, sir. The Mayor's orders. You've got to go through the scanner. It's your smartphone, Chief. The scanner has picked up inappropriate content. Don't worry, officer. The port is disabled. That's what I said. Inappropriate content. Why not just stick to normal porn, Chief? Just shut up and let me in, eh? The Mayor said this was important. I'm not any old street perv like the cribbage lot, you know. Hmm. Hang on. Oh. Okay, go on through. Just don't be showing the mayor any of your stump humbing stuff, sir. It's more than my job's worth. No diggity. <coughs> oh, Chief Anderson, you're here. She's ready for you in a moment. She's just finishing a call. Where's that young sergeant of yours, Shas? We all like him round here. Very X-Files mysterious he is. He can help with my alien incursion problems any day of the week. <laughs> Donna, send him in. 
You didn't mention what I told you about, I hope. Uh, no, ma'am. I remember. Trust no one. Come here. Shut up and kneel before your mayor. That's better. I called you here because I want to know the meaning of this. Carmelo Sway is dead. What the EMF in hell is going on? Who is Kalito Sway? And why are the FBI calling me about this? What does my paraplegic preferring perv police chief know about this, eh? Speak, damn you. Uh, weather, ma'am. Weather? Yes, ma'am. Or the lack of it. We picked up a street beggar recently and we gave us a lead on the weather problem here in Gallatry. We couldn't charge him with anything. We did some follow-up investigations from his information, ma'am. Go on. Well, at first we thought it was due to the strange sunshine that we've been having lately. But after some leads of inquiry dried up, we discounted that and went for plan B. Plan B? The moon, or more specifically, moonlight. But again, this drew a blank. So we ended up hauling in good laugh Terry. You know, from the good times. Sweated him. But he was clean. There was only one culprit left. Yes, so who do we blame then? The booger. You really are an idiot, Anderson. You want to blame our involvement with a terrorist attack in New York on the boogie? Stranger things have happened, ma'am, but that's not exactly what I meant. Well, you know that Prentice has been on holiday. Well, we were called to his address last night from a concerned neighbour. When we got there, we found Prentice's wife dead in the front room. We think she'd taken a drugs overdose. We couldn't find any trace of Prentice at all, ma'am. Damn! What else? This could be bad. Where the hell is he? Well, we went to bing-bag everything up as per the official council policy and we found that Mrs Prentice had had a bonfire in the back garden before she got pilled ahoy and checked out on the sofa, so to speak. Well, we found this. What the hell is that? A half-burnt document? Pass it over. Project Ark. Use your head, let's rock the boat. Use your hands, let's build a boat. So that's what he was working on. Ah, he was waiting to tell me about this. He said, I've got a surprise for you. Just wait until I get this up and running. What else is on that document? Well, we put it through the UV and we found the word polyphemus and sleepers. We didn't understand it, so we blamed it on the boogie. Well, that's what the official report will say. Naturally. Well done, Anderson. I like your methods. But you should have come to me with this sooner. If Prentice has gone, God only knows what happened in New York with this Coletto Sway guy. They seem to think that Galaxy had something to do with it, and they are threatening to go public unless we come up with some answers. And quick. Ah, sleepers. Polyphemus. Poly... I recognise that name. Ah, now I remember. The museum. He works at the museum. He turns up once a year looking for funding and I hide behind the sofa. Go and see what Prentice was doing with this Polyphemus character. Dismiss. Well, what are you waiting for? Oh, there you are, Sergeant. Where the hell have you been? Chatting up the Mayor's receptionist again? Lou, sir! Dab your insubordination, shaft, sir. I've still got it. I've just about saved our jobs in there. Let's get down to the museum and find out what Prentice was up to with that Polyphemus character. Loser me ass. No diggity. Well here we are, Chasseur. Gallantry Museum. Where the past catches up with you. No wonder they don't get any visitors. This place could do with a serious clean-up. Where is everyone, sir? It's opening hours, isn't it? Well, due to the lack of funding, Professor Polyphemus does everything himself. The museum would have shot long time ago without him. I wonder what Prentice was doing here. Let's find that professor. Well, it's not the reception desk, sir. It's just a handwritten sign. It's a bit dusty. Welcome, curious guest. 
Please feel free to have a look round the past of Gallatry and something, a coin into the glass box on your way out. We rely on your kind donations. The Master, Professor Polyphemus. What was that, Chasseur? Something? Hang on. Toss, sir. Chasseur, your insubordination is getting worse. Who do you think you're talking to? Chop liver? Any more of that and you'll be back pounding the beats on the Scarecrow estate. No, sir. It says toss, sir. What? Please feel free to have a look round the past of Gallatry and toss her a coin into the glass box on your way out. Er, uh, you're right. Toss her a coin. My mistake, sir. Stop mucking about, Chasseur. Let's go find this professor. Well, it sounds like the Master Professor is doing some master curation in this room here. Right, sir. Remember the training. On the count of three, and I will kick the door in. Training? Why have you got your hand held like a gun? This is gallantry, not Hawaii Five-O, you idiot. Let's just go in. Hello, Professor. Sorry to interrupt your, um, work. Could we speak with you? Ah, hello, Chief. Welcome to the museum. I'm just finishing off a new exhibit. What do you reckon? Isn't she wonderful? Uh, very specialist. What kind of exhibition involves people urinating on each other? Well, I was trying to be more popular, you know, to get funding. So I thought I'd try to get an exhibition together of gallantry amateur sporting heroes. Unfortunately, other than Tommy T.J. Smith, the downhill amateur tobogganing legend, the only other person of note was Miss Honey Penny Sprinkle. Amateur water sports, eh? Be careful what you put into Google, Professor. I discovered that Miss Honey Penny Sprinkle won the Amateur European Water Sports Championships in Munich in 82. A true heroine. Beating the Germans in their own backyard at their own game. Gallantry's finest. I see what you mean. She literally did do it on their Teutonic chips. So, Chief, what could I do for you? Did you find my hits from 82 LP? Well, we got down on it, but no. We suspect the Mafia. What, hoodlums? Cool and the gang. But let's cut to the quick. What was Prentice doing here at the museum? He's gone missing. What was he up to? Well, he was particularly interested in our archives of Independent Jones. Independent Jones? Who's that, Professor? Well... Independent Jones was one of Gallatry's unsung heroes. He was one of the pre-war adventurer archaeologists who obtained rare artefacts from all over the world and brought them back here to Gallatry. He was a friend and colleague of mine until his unfortunate death in 68. Unfortunate, Professor? Yes. He chokes on a date at a gala dinner given in his honour at the Old Station Hotel which is now called the Lazarus. Sounds bad, Professor. Why have we never heard of him? Well, because he wasn't very good at it. He always picked to the post by his rival, his nemesis, the German frozen pizza industrialist stroke archaeologist and multi-millionaire Dr. Octa. What? There was an actual Dr. Octa? Yes. Herr Dr. Rudolf Octa, the grandson of the original founder, who was into archaeology before the war, and took over the family business soon afterwards and then tried to hide his Nazi past. 
Why not come and have a look at all the stuff we've got in the storeroom? That's what Prentice was doing here. He spent hours and hours going through it all over the course of the past few months. He was looking for something, I reckon. Looking for something, Professor? Yes. Independent Jones had mentioned that he'd found it, but he never told anyone where he hid it. I'm guessing Prentice was looking for the evidence of where it ended up. It's Professor? The Ark. Hang on, I've got an old newsreel from 1938 somewhere. Watch this. Austria, the German Chancellor, Herr Hitler, sweeps into Vienna to thousands of cheering and saluting crowds, welcoming the landslide referendum victory for his forced anschluss annexation of the country to Germany. The spread of the nation's influence across Europe is worrying other neighbours such as Czechoslovakia and Poland, as we all start to feel the oncoming threat of war on our doorstep. To ensure peace, be prepared for war. That's hardly a new thought, but at the London Central Gas Mask Store, they are assembling the first batch of two million masks for distribution to the London boroughs. Afterwards, the masks are packed in air-sealed containers to prevent deterioration of the rubberized face pieces. ARP marches on. In other corners of the empire and beyond, other unsung heroes are defending Britain's interests against the rise of Herr Hitler's Germany in some unexpected ways. Here in Egypt, the lost city of Tanis has been rediscovered after 3,000 years buried in the shifting sands. British archaeologist Independent Jones was one of the first here and has started digging alongside rival teams from France and Germany. Here he is, supervising the digging team of local Johnny Foreigners, flying the flag for king and country under the desert sun. Good luck, Mr Jones. Let's hope you have more luck than in Paul in 36. So what was Prentice looking for here, Professor? Well, I simply let him loose in the storeroom, in there. Let's have a look at the independent Jones boxes, shall we? Well, here's his original journal. Here we are. June the 3rd, Egypt. When I arrived in Cairo, I made straight over to Omar's at the souk in search of my Egyptian contact, Salad. Um... Excuse me? You like virgin salad? Who wants to know, infidel? My name's, um, Independent Jones, but you can call me Indy. I was Indy before it became mainstream. I was given your name by a mutual friend, Polyphemus. Ah, Indy! I've been expecting you. Join us. You have a drink, no? Thanks, cider and black. So I guess virgin salad is your handle? What's your real name? No, it's not my handle. My real name is virgin salad. Virgin on the ridiculous salad. Virgin, how did you get a name like that? Bad dates, Indy. Bad dates. So why have you come to Cairo? I know the Germans hired you, Salad. You're the best digger in Egypt. What are they up to? My services are entirely a side dish for them. They hired or shanghaied every digger in Cairo. The excavation is enormous. They hire strong backs and pay pennies for them. Bloody Nazi frozen pizza industrialists. I hate those guys. Listen... 
They have found the ancient site of Tanis. They are looking for the Ark. There is something that is troubling me. What's that? The Ark. If it is there in Tanis, then it is something that man was not meant to disturb. Death has always surrounded it. It is not of this earth. Well, are they digging in the right place? Well, that's just it. Yes, they are. Have they found it? Yes, last night. But they put it back. The whole dig is cancelled. It's very strange, Indy. So they found the Ark, and it's the wrong one? So, an Egyptian pharaoh invaded the city of Jerusalem in 980 BC, stole the Ark, and took it back to the city of Tanis, where it was consumed by a sandstorm that lasted an entire year then, and hidden for 3,000 years, only to be unearthed by the Nazi frozen pizza industrialists. And then, it's the wrong Ark. Yes, indeed. I wonder what Ark they seek. My spies tell me they have left for the coast in a truck. Truck? What truck? I'm going after that truck. How? Like this script. I'm making this up as a go. Okay, Indy. But have you got everything? Eh? Whip. Check. Nazis. Check. Max Mosley. No? Don't worry. It's an Egyptian joke. <laughs> Good luck, Indy. <laughs> well, there's a few pages ripped out here, bloody Prentice. I hope you'll get him for stealing from the museum. I can't keep my eye on everything, you know. I can't. He's missing. Read on, Professor. What's next in Jones's journal? What's this ark, I wonder? Okay, Chief. I'd followed Octa halfway around the world. It was September 1938 when I disembarked from the SS Babs on the quayside of Montevideo. I'd heard tales of a secret Nazi city under construction deep in the jungle and thought that the Ark, the other Ark, had something to do with it. I met with my local guide, a man known as Walnut. Hey, Senor Jones, hurry! There's nothing to fear here. That's what worries me. Are we close to the cave yet? We are here, Senor. Right, let's go. Remember, Warner, touch nothing. If you insist, senor... See that corpse, Warner? Remember, don't touch anything. He did, and look, MC Hammer got him. You cannot touch this? I thought that was a myth, not a piece of archaeological advice in the event of entering a Bobia trap at a cave. Wow. So it is real, the pendant of Pindy Pindy. Right, easy does it now, Indy. Swap the pendant with a bag of sand. Got it. Hammer time has passed. This is the age of Indy. Bugger. Come on, we need to jump over before it closes. I use the whip to swing across. Um, you burst. Now, pass me the whip. Throw it a pendant. No time to argue. Throw it a pindy pindy pendant, Indy. And I'll throw you the whip. Okay. Um... You forgotten something, Warner? Whip? I never liked them. Adios, senor. Bloody tour guides. Right, time to jump the chasm, Andy. One, two, three. Geronimo! Just great. A huge boulder. Looks like hammer time again. Ah, Dr. Jones, on your knees again. Welcome to the jungle. The pendant, if you please, a danker. So once again, Jones, what was briefly yours is now mine. 
come to destroy your Ark, Doctor. The Ark, Jones? You don't even know what it is. Let me help you. It's not a radio transmitter for speaking to God. It's not an old ship. And it's not even a wild guess. That's a shot in the dark. Not an arc, Octa. Which incidentally is what you will be getting if you give my men any trouble. We will see. Haycock, Dick and Knocker, take him to the camp. Oh, yes, Dr. Camp. <laughs> oh, matron. Right, come on, you. Let's go. <laughs> we knock him up now, Sid. Blimey, we only just met him. <laughs> I'm spy. I'm spy. I'm spy. I'm spy. I'm so this is your secret town, then? Yeah. A little place here in the jungle. We call it Carrion the Goose Stepping. It's the first of our many plant towns all over the world for the master race to retire to. The Führer's policy of Anschluss. The Ark, Dr. Jones. We have bought stolen or annexed land all over the world. We will build our arks everywhere. Carrion Goose Stepping? Are you all mad? What does that sign on the gatehouse read? Asses need to be shown at all times. Was? There is the Commandant! He's gone for a pay, Doctor. <laughs> that's it. Prentice has ripped out the remaining pages. So that's the Ark. Rights to pockets of land all over the world. So what happened to Independent Jones? He came back to Gallatry and worked at the University. He became more and more reclusive, eccentric and, well... He ended up going mad in the end. Did he actually ever discover anything, Professor? Yes, but he hid most of it. He did bring something back from the Americas that we kept here at the museum for many years. What was that, Professor? A stuffed giraffe. We called it Jerry. Anyway, when Indy died, we found he actually discovered a lot of stuff. Strange stuff. It was all in his will to be left to all kinds of weird people. And then here to the mayor of Warsaw, a magic axe to the British ambassador in Hong Kong. And that famous giraffe was to be donated to the German consulate in New York. His will was most insistent. Now I see. Indy sounds like he was trying to make amends for all the things he found or stole during his life. Trying to square the circle of his property dilemma. He discovered a Nazi plot to take over the world, and then he leaves his giraffe called Jerry to the Germans. Nice one. Why New York, I wonder? I guess we would never know. Now most of the journal is missing. But I bet Prentice does. Where the hell is he anyway? Listening to Gallatry, a community-funded local radio station. I'm Adam Ardvark. Max couldn't be around at the end of the show. He often needs to lie down in a darkened room and sort of, well, convalesce. If you enjoyed today's show and want to know more or simply express a simple and not very cogent opinion, then email us at welcometogallatry at gmail.com. You can tell us what you think, although we might already know what you think. Or failing that, if you genuinely have no idea we can helpfully provide some new ideas that you can call your very own. Ideas that you can share with your friends and family and become a much more interesting and likable person, if only to yourself. 
This has been a Gallatry Entertainment broadcast recorded in a haunted pub in Gallatry. No, honestly, voices appeared on the recordings that we later had to edit out. I think we got them all, but who's going to know for sure? Anyway, Gallatry is performed by Max Black, written and recorded by Max Black and Adam Ardberg. It's copyright Gallatry Productions 2015. Thanks for listening. But remember, on your next journey home, Gallatry may be just around the corner. Coming soon, episode four, American Soccer. And that's this week's show. Please join us on Twitter at the Sonic Society or Astro Tour 2010 for David. Find us at Audio Drama Radio Drama Lovers or the Sonic Society or Electric Vicuna Facebook groups. Look for news and info on tonight's show and others at sonicsociety.org. Please write us a nice review on iTunes and Stitcher. Because, you know, that helps other people find great new audio drama. And until next week, for David Alt, I'm Jack Ward. Good night, and listen to great audio this week. The Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. All better audio. We're not just good. We're all better. Attention. This is a production from the 4077. Making audio sound all better. That is all. have started.
So many were like Gina. So many had turned their backs completely on him, and turned toward the false one in the foolish hope that in that direction they would be saved, and the winds would stop, and the sands would retreat, and they could get back to the business of their lives. Stop talking to her. You're only encouraging her. This, this is insane. I have even given you my blood as you commanded. What do you want? You know what I want. You know what I want to ask. You know what I require for this feat of miracles. Sacrifice in the name of my glory is required for any miracle. Since you want to worship the false one, you can stay down there with your idol forever! This was the sixth night Gina was barricaded, with no windows and no other ventilation in that cellar. We heard her the first half of the night. Then, nothing. She was silent. No scratching on the cellar door. No shrieking. No breathing. You know what you have to do. I have prayed. You did not answer me. You have to make a sacrifice. There is no other way. She is my wife. Where you sinned. You know what must be done. was created by Mark Slade. We who are his followers starred Terence Dry as the spirit, David Schutz II as Richard, Rachel Rumler as Sarah, Laura Nicole as Gina, Jeff Niles as the false one and him. Based on a short story by G. Wayne Miller, written and directed by Mark Slade. Music by Carpenter's Notch. Monday Matinee on the Mutual Audio Network always means a potpourri of entertainment, drama, comedy, action. Whew, it really stimulates the mind, don't it? Well, a great way to get your mind back into neutral gear is to catch Bells in the Battery on Friday Follies and Sunday Showcase. Silliness is the best cure for mental stimulation. Bells in the Battery, always odd, always family-friendly. If only I could convince my family to listen to it.